Matchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Hungry for More. I'm your host, Al Smith, the Pipe Padre, and uh, today uh, we're going to be talking about vocations, St. Joseph, and uh, everything else that has to do with men's ministry. And so I'm going to have uh, Father Don Calloway on the program with us today. So uh, let us begin, as we always do, with uh, the beautiful prayer uh, invoking the intercession of St. Teresa of Avila. And of course, she has words of encouragement for us, especially today. And I'll ask my producer, Kent Kohalski, to bring that prayer up on the screen. So please join me. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let nothing disturb you. Let nothing frighten you. All things are passing. God never changes. Patience obtains all things. Nothing is wanting to him who possesses God. God alone suffices. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I want to bring on to the set now uh, a good friend of the Fiat Ministry Network, Father Don Calloway. And uh, many of you are getting to know his face. He's uh, been on social media a great deal over the last few years, sharing uh, many good words of encouragement about uh, the Blessed Virgin Mary, St. Joseph, and so we'll have a nice conversation today. So welcome to the show, Father Calloway. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's a, it's a blessing. I'm, uh, I'm really humbled and honored to be with you. Well, I think we both have a great uh, love that we share in Fulton Sheen. And I know when I read your bio, uh, you talk about one of your favorite books is The World's First Love by Venerable Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. So uh, maybe again, you could uh, just share with us a little bit of your uh, journey with Fulton Sheen and how, what he means to you as a priest and as a, a person who is trying to fall in love with our Lord, our Lady and all things spiritual. Yeah, well, uh, you know, as a convert to the faith, um, initially I, di I didn't know who he was because, you know, I was only born in 1972. So I, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't grow up in the era of watching him on TV. Uh, and, you know, if he was on TV, I, I wasn't watching because I was completely, you know, against anything religious back in the day. But when I had my conversion, uh, somebody gave me a book about him. Um, and uh, it was um, The Life of Christ. And I remember reading that and just being blown away by it. And then when I got my vocation, I went into seminary 
I started to devour his stuff and I pulled out, people were telling me, oh, you need to watch these old, you know, the life is worth living shows. You need to watch his preaching and listen to his retreats. And so I did. And I was like, man, this guy's saying everything that I can't formulate the way that he does because he had a, such a gift. But he says it like, I want to say it like he's just, I want to imitate this guy. I want to be like this guy, you know, and, and so all throughout seminary, you know, I told myself, um, this is how I want to preach. This is how I want to, you know, convey the gospel. And so he's a great one for me. He really is a great one for me. And uh, he's one of my top guys that uh, I look to for inspiration as a priest. Yes. And he seems to be able to put, um, I want to say complex thought. I mean, he's a great scripture scholar. Uh, just uh, again, the number of degrees he has, it's, uh, I think I lost track, but uh, he takes uh, those lofty uh, thoughts that uh, we think are only for theologians, yet he brings it uh, down to the regular person. And um, I think that's one of his greatest gifts. And uh, it doesn't matter what topic he's speaking on. Um, he makes it very relatable. But what is very special about Fulton Sheen is he always points to the gospel, always points to Christ, and especially pointed to his mother. Uh, I always say his mother, in that he truly loved the Blessed Virgin Mary. And, uh, you know, I know he had a mother. And um, again, God bless her, because of course, on the day of his baptism, she consecrated Fulton Sheen to the care of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And I always recommend to all parents to take that opportunity when they are baptizing their children to consecrate them to uh, the Sacred Heart of Jesus, the Immaculate Heart of Mary, uh, to our Lord, Our Lady, and especially St. Joseph now as we uh, are I guess, coming into this new era of St. Joseph. And so let's spend a little bit of time uh, talking about your book, Father, talking about the movement. I think a lot of people are saying, well, my neighbor did the 33-day consecration. My cousin did this. Uh, I feel like I've missed the bandwagon because I think they've done three waves of consecration. But um, give us a little update. Uh, I know you've been really just sharing this message for quite a long time now, but um, I think you're starting to see the fruits of your labor. So please share. Yeah, and, you know, in, in that vein, I think it's something that Venerable Fulton Sheen would, would uh, definitely delight in, I think, because he greatly loves St. Joseph. Uh, a lot of the quotes that are in my book um, are from Venerable Fulton Sheen. As a matter of fact, probably my favorite quote in the book is from Venerable Fulton Sheen um, because he talks about St. Joseph being strong, young, masculine, uh, heroic in virtue, and, and he gives this description that's just mind-blowing when you read it. It's about a page and a half long, but nobody could formulate it like he did. So, you know, about three years ago, I just... Um, was inspired, I think, and uh, by the Holy Spirit to come up with this program of consecration to St. Joseph in light of <clears throat> our world crisis uh, and families and marriages uh, and fatherhood. And so I did all the research and put it together, similar to St. Louis de Montfort's Marian consecration, 33 days. Got the stuff from uh, all these different countries' translations from uh, saints and mystics and uh, put stuff in there from great popes and shrines dedicated to St. Joseph, religious communities founded to him, apparitions that he's appeared in, and uh, yeah, it came together. So the end product is this book, Consecration to St. Joseph, and it's only been out for five months, and it has just gone everywhere. The feedback is off the charts. Uh, seven bishops in the United States so far, in response to this whole movement, have declared a year of St. Joseph for their diocese, 
just already in the United States. So it's going, it's going uh, around everywhere and we've got five or six translations in play right now with the book. So praise God, you know, we, I think now is the time of St. Joseph when we've got a mess uh, in, in the world and a lot of confusion in the church. We need a good, loving, spiritual father like St. Joseph to help us clean it up. So, you know, we, we, we really do need uh, an example and a model uh, that we find in St. Joseph for, for our times. Absolutely. And, you know, I have uh, my copy here, too. It's, uh, it's yeah. been well marked. I actually had to uh, use an orange highlighter just so I knew it was my copy because uh, my wife has a copy, too. But, uh, right. no, it's, uh, it's great. And I think what people are asking now who have done the consecration are, are kind of saying, well, Father, what's next? What's next? I, do I reread the book every uh, six months? Do I, how do I journey with St. Joseph? Like, um, I think for people who are familiar to a Marian consecration, uh, usually using the formula of St. Louis de Montfort or uh, and now with Father Gately, um, a lot of them say, oh, I've made my consecration and I'm living every day as if I am a child of Mary. Mm-hmm. And um, any advice you could give us um, kind of as an aftercare program of how do we live this life with St. Joseph? Yeah, it's very similar. So just like you would in a family, you know, it's good to have a mom and a dad, you know, if you really want to grow. So with St. Joseph, we want to strive to imitate his virtues. Um, and, you know, we can see those virtues in the litany of St. Joseph, which is the template for the book. So once the program is done and you've consecrated yourself to him, it's good to imitate those virtues, to learn to be patient, to be humble, to be loving, uh, to be prayerful, to have an interior life. I mean, he's he's the master of the interior life. And then you can follow through with that by certain practices as well. So in the book, I talk about, you know, when you pray the joyful mysteries, for example, um, and if we follow the pattern of praying the mysteries on certain days, you know, you pray those two days a week, although you could do them any anytime that you like, but those are Joseph mysteries as well, right? So the joyful mysteries, he was present in all of those five particular mysteries. Some are beginning to call those, call those, that set of mysteries, the Josery, uh, very, very kind of intriguing little name there. Um, but Wednesdays are devoted to St. Joseph. So on a weekly basis, you can do a little more uh, to honor him, spend a little more time with him in prayer, pray the joyful mysteries in addition to the glorious mysteries, which is the norm on a Wednesday. Um, you can do things like that. Um, and I think that that's wonderful. You know, I, I encourage people to pray the litany of St. Joseph every day. It's a beautiful prayer. And a lot of people, after they've read the book, they say, Father, we did that prayer for 33 days. I have fallen in love with that beautiful litany and I'm going to keep it up. I think that practices like that will keep that love, that relationship going, keep the devotion going. And it's kind of the, the follow through swing. So you, you hit it out of the park with the consecration. Yes. And I think uh, what uh, many people who have done a Marian consecration, uh, every day they recite um, the consecration prayer. You know, yeah. I always think of I, Alan, a faithless sinner, renew and ratify today in your hands, O Immaculate Mother. So, you know, I, I've, I say it every morning, my consecration to Jesus through Mary. And now I've been adding the words Mary and Joseph. So, um, and it's beautiful what you've done, how you've really tried to incorporate. You're not trying to offend anyone who has done a Marian consecration, right. you're trying to expand on it to say, yeah. uh, you know, uh, let's make it even better. <laughs> let's make it even better. And uh, we love how you do that. Yeah, we need it because it's it's not a competition for that at all. It's a complimentary thing. And so, you know, it's, um, 
something I think that's very pleasing to our Lord because he himself entrusted himself into the care of Mary and Joseph. And I think in these times when marriage and family are under threat and under attack, I think it's great to bring in the head of the Holy Family and kind of close the gap, so to speak. And uh, I think it's going to get a lot more men involved as well, because when they see um, a, a proper understanding of St. Joseph, I think that's attractive to men. And uh, believe it or not, I mean, I've actually heard from guys, as I said, the book's only been out for five months. I've heard from two men so far, young, young men, who have said that uh, as a result of the book, they're actually now discerning a vocation to the priesthood. So I, that's all the fruit I need to hear. You know, if that's the, what, what happens, that, that alone is worth it. So praise God. Yeah. And I think it's uh, beautiful that you talk about vocations to the priesthood. And um, I like to always refer to St. Joseph as the rector of the first seminary in that uh, Jesus being the high priest. And of course, he was the rector of the seminary. And, um, you know, speaking of seminary and speaking of seminarians, uh, I think a lot of people don't know that you are the vocation director uh, for the Marian Fathers. And uh, so, um, you know, that's, uh, I think a lot of people just see you as the priest that's promoting St. Joseph, but you're busy yeah. uh, promoting vocation. So talk a little bit about your role as the vocation director for the Marians. Yeah, that, no, thank you for that. I, um, Boy, you know that title you said there, St. Joseph Rector of the... I love that. Man, I wish I had talked to you before I put the book out. I would have put that in there. That's, that's good stuff. I'm gonna have to, that's a homily right there. I'm going to have to preach on that one. Um, yeah, so I, I was appointed to this role to be the vocation director a while ago. I've been, I've been the vocation director now for... Oh, gosh, I can't remember, but it's something over 10 years. And um, I love it. I really do. Helping men to discern that call. Um, and talking to them, visiting them, having them come. I do annual, uh, well, no, I'm sorry. I do monthly uh, vocation retreat weekends at our house in Steubenville, Ohio. We have a religious community there located just about a mile from the famous campus of Franciscan University, which is a real draw, you know, for, for vocations as well. And we're doing fantastic with vocations. Uh, our latest figure here, just in the United States, we have 31 seminarians. So praise God for that, because, um, you know, a lot of other places are really struggling with uh, vocations. Uh, a lot of dioceses are struggling with vocations. And a lot of times people ask me, Father, how are you guys doing it? How are you getting all these vocations? You know, and, and I say, you know, it's actually not rocket science. We're just, we're orthodox. We, we love the church. We love our Lord. We love our lady. Uh, we want to be holy. We want to save souls. Everything else is a footnote. You know, I, I could put banners and ads all over the place, but, you know, it's our way of life. It's, it's our desire for sanctity uh, that really draws guys to us in that, that devotional life, being devoted to our lady, praying the rosary together as a community, uh, you know, having a mass that's, that's a reverent mass, you know. Um, those are real draws for guys discerning, and I'm, I'm honored to be a part of that process and to help a guy to, uh, you know, join our community if, it, if it's God's holy will. Yes. And I think what people have to understand is that, um, again, there are these religious communities. They always see diocesan priests and they think that's the only model that's out there. But yet um, there are so many religious orders that have charisms that are uh, individual and unique. And I love the charism of the Marians. And, uh, you know, I think people are starting to realize, hey, 
a lot of you uh, Marian fathers get on television a lot and uh, you seem to uh, come from unique walks of life. Um, you're never really the uh, stereotypical priest um, that, you know, uh, comes from, <laughs> you know, a homeschool family that, uh, you know, uh, your story is, uh, I think anybody just YouTube, uh, just do a, a uh, little search on your conversion story and they'll be amazed. And many of the other Marian fathers also have these uh, stories where they're just miracles. I mean, your life is a miracle. Your priesthood is a miracle. And uh, that, what I really enjoy about being with you is that, uh, again, you are a priest. And uh, I think society doesn't cherish the priesthood uh, as we should. And um, I think uh, you're help changing that because you're easy to warm up to. And um, I, I was touched when you were doing the consecration uh, on video this time around. You took the time to go to YouTube and Facebook every day during the 33-day consecration. And you did quite a long form. Yeah. And I know that those videos are available still. And um, at the end of the consecration, you were like a proud father that just you know, knew that he had a whole bunch of children that just consecrated themselves to St. Joseph. I think you were the proudest man on the world, on the face of the planet that day. Uh, I think you were almost in tears. And um, yeah. to see you enjoy your fatherhood um, in such a special way, I, 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 I'm blessed to uh, watch you in action. So, um, and I think this is where young men that are feeling a call to the priesthood, they witness your um, just love for souls. And um, I think that's probably what you're experiencing with the men that are in formation with you is uh, they all are in love with our Lord and yeah. they want to lay down their lives. And as Fulton Sheen said in the book, the priest is not his own. Um, it's about becoming a victim and uh, you're both priest and victim. And, you know, he said uh, very few seminarians ever say, I'm going to study to become a victim. <laughs> but um, you become a victim. So uh, share with us a little bit about um, men who are interested, how they can contact you, uh, what typically they would be looking at as far as studies and formation. Yeah. I think that's a question that some people are afraid to ask. Sure. No, it's a good question. Um, now you've got me thinking again, though, maybe seminary should have a class called Victimology 101, you know. <laughs> Welcome to the priesthood. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, yeah, so just uh, briefly, our, the charism of the religious community. So the, the community itself was founded in 1670 in Poland, and it was founded as the first men's community to ever be founded in Poland. So other groups had been there before, like Franciscans, Dominicans, but they were, they were imports. You know, they came in from other places in Europe. So our founder, uh, St. Stanislaus Pepczynski, founded us in 1670 with basically three charisms. Um, to promote devotion to Our Lady, especially as the Immaculate Conception. That's why we have our name, Marians of the Immaculate Conception. The second was to pray for the souls in purgatory. He had a tremendous um, love for them and knew of the great need for them because many of them are forgotten. It, uh, you know, when they die and uh, God willing, they go to purgatory. Um, many of them, you know, they, they get forgotten and they need our prayers and sacrifices. And then the third thing was to help diocesan clergy. And what that means is we help out priests and parishes with masses, confessions, retreats, those things, but we can also run parishes. So we in the United States right now, we currently have five parishes in the Midwest. 
and we've had other ones in the past and in, in uh, you know the southwest we've had them in, in the south and North Carolina we've had New England all over uh, so that's the th main thrust but a lot of people know us uh, re of recent for our promotion of the Divine Mercy uh, devotion which of course was not around in its forms of devotion as given to St. Faustina when our founder founded us, you know, in the 17th century. But because of our Polish roots and our, our strong um, love for this particular devotion, we were entrusted with this message by uh, the pontificate of John Paul, St. John Paul II. So we really took it as our own and that was uh, confirmed by Rome, by the Vatican. And so it's become a major aspect of what we do as well. So, you know, our formation, we have priests and brothers. We're mostly what the church calls in Latin a clerical community. Cleric means priest in Latin. So, but we do have permanent brothers. Um, and, you know, our guys come in that we accept men from the age of 18. You have to be at least 18 to 45. Um, and a guy, you know, comes in. If he's called to the priesthood, you know, you have to get your degree if you don't already have it. Then you have to do the philosophy studies uh, and then four years of seminary. So it's a lot of study. And we're blessed because the seminary that we use uh, is the Dominican House of Studies in Washington, D.C., which is a really awesome seminary. You know, you study St. Thomas Aquinas, the Summa Theologica and, and great theologians. Uh, I, that's where I went. It was it was fantastic, um, really rigorous. And that's good. You know, it's good for a priest to have that ability to, to really think about these things to get the pastoral stuff for sure but also you know to to be grounded in orthodoxy to know what's right and what's wrong how to think how not to think because you're going to be in charge of souls you're going to be helping people you know so um our daily life basically consists of this uh we have in the morning our morning prayer and meditation which is uh the breviary and then we have 30 minutes of meditation together and then holy mass and then breakfast and then guys if they're in school they go do their studies if they're doing other ministry, you know, they go out wherever that is. And around lunchtime, for the men who are in the house, we do a midday prayer and examination of conscience, and then lunch. The afternoon is a lot of free time. Uh, if guys are around at three o'clock, we'll pray the chaplet of the Divine Mercy. And then we have the rosary at 520, followed by evening prayer, and then dinner. Uh, and then the evening is generally free. A lot of guys make a, a holy hour like Fulton Sheen, right? Uh, in the evenings, and many of our men have actually been very inspired by Fulton Sheen to do those holy hours because it it really does change things. I mean, it's powerful stuff, you know. Um, and then we have uh, our annual retreats, which last uh, six to seven days annually. And uh, once you're ordained in the community, you know, you you live in one of our houses and you do ministry and you um, just help souls. You know, that's what while doing those three things I mentioned promoting Our Lady, praying for the souls in purgatory, helping out in any way you can with the local parishes, um, and promoting divine mercy now. So that's that's pretty much in a nutshell who we are. Amen. And you know, uh, you're in the business of helping people, and I'm going to ask our viewers uh, to help you. And I know, Father, that to put a seminarian, um, I want to say, across the finish line, to have their bills paid to pay for their studies to do all this it costs money and uh, people sometimes think oh these religious communities they they have bars of gold they just melt down once in a while and um you know they 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 study for free 
But uh, the truth is, it's tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars to um, form a seminarian. And so uh, we're going to put, of course, up the website of the Marian Fathers uh, up on the screen. And of course, we'll put in the show notes also uh, at the end of the program uh, for people to donate to uh, the Marian Fathers, because I think this is one thing we forget. We sometimes take the priest for advantage. We take the priest for granted, and sometimes we take advantage of them, but we take them for granted. But we have to realize that um, it costs money to uh, form them. And uh, not only is there financial support needed, but the prayerful support. And um, I know that you probably have teams of people praying for you uh, in your community, and I'm sure... um, I think you probably beg every day for prayers from um, people out there for the Marian Fathers and for vocations uh, all across the world, I'm sure. We do. We do. We actually pray for our benefactors every day. Uh, We're very grateful for that. And uh, we have a little book of Marian prayers that we do every day. And we're obliged to to pray for them, to to give thanks for them uh, and to pray for them in their particular intentions. So that's a big part because you're right. I mean, without them, as the saying says, I mean, money doesn't grow on trees, right? So, and imagine, I would often tell people, imagine if you had 31 sons and you were going to send them all to college and then grad school, because that's what's required. That is a lot of money, you know, to have. And then not only that, but to feed them, 31 men can eat. Let me tell you, you know, I mean, yes, we do our fasting and our penance and all of that, but nonetheless, these boys can eat. So, we got to house them. You got to pay the bills, the, the cost of books, you know, as well, those kind of things. So, um, yeah, it's a huge thing. So we're extremely grateful and we pray for our benefactors uh, every day, every single day. We're very grateful for that. Yes. And there are a group of people all over uh, North America, especially, but even uh, there's a worldwide apostolate of the foundation of prayer for priests. And uh, this little book I try to share with people all the time. Um, I'm just trying to get on the screen here. It's called Praying for Priests. And uh, again, Kathleen Beckman and a good group of uh, dedicated volunteers that uh, truly try to bring an awareness uh, to people that we need to pray for our priest, especially today. So uh, I strong recommend not just on the Fulton Sheen books and Father Calloway's books, but this book, Praying for Priest, uh, we need um, to be part of the answer, part of the solution uh, to uh, build uh, upon um, a strong foundation. Uh, we need to pray for our priests. So, um, so we'll keep doing that. Uh, Father, we're going to take a short break because, um, of course, we need to uh, pay our bills and uh, ask our sponsors and uh, donors to help us too. So uh, we'll be right back with Father Calloway here on Hungry for More. Hey everyone, it's Anne DeSantis here to tell you about my new online TV show called Journeys in Faith. Thanks to Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Radio, I'll be interviewing some amazing guests who'll share with all of us their journeys in faith. It's going to be great, and I can't wait for you to be introduced to some truly good people who are working hard to bring deeper faith to others. It's all about relationship with God and living out our mission as intentional disciples. Join me on Fridays, Eastern Time, for Journeys in Faith, 8.30 to 9.30. Subscribe at Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Ministry on both Facebook and YouTube. I'll see you Friday, and have a great week. God bless. Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new, in-depth monthly video series 
featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this edition of Hungry for More, where I have in the house my guest, uh, Father Don Calloway from the Marian Fathers. And um, again, many of you are probably surprised to hear of um, good Father Calloway's multitasking. He's not just someone who uh, preaches about St. Joseph. He is a vocation director, and he's got uh, many men underneath him that he's trying to form to hopefully one day come and uh, lay down their lives for the church and um, we need to pray for our priests most especially but uh, you know a lot of people have uh, gone to you father Callaway, for advice especially with men's ministry uh, many of the men's conferences that have been offered uh, over the years have invited you to be uh, the keynote speaker or to give a talk a reflection and i know that uh, everything seems to have gone digital now and uh, this virtual men's conference seems to be the norm and so i know you're participating in a conference called the Immortal Combat Men's Conference. And uh, you'll be giving a talk on simply entitled Powerful St. Joseph. And so uh, maybe you can uh, talk a little bit about your association with smart Catholics. And uh, uh, again, this uh, need to bring men to the awareness of the power of St. Joseph. Yeah, it's an honor for me to be, you know, associated with these great groups because um, yeah, who, who foresaw that we were going to be in the situation that we're in, right? And so we're having to go online with a lot of these things. And maybe that'll clear up, you know, as, as time goes by and we can gather again, you know, uh, in, in, in a group setting. But this is a great resource. So, you know, and, and if someone like St. Maximian Kolbe or, or Venerable Fulton Sheen were here today, I can guarantee you that this is what they'd be doing. Um, they'd be taking advantage of technology and the means to still preach the gospel because the world is still hurting. It's actually probably hurting a lot more. And uh, we need the comforting message of uh, the gospel, of the mercy of God, and, and a message of hope. And that's what, uh, you know, I have to say, I do do a lot of speaking, you know, at, at parishes and, and at different events everywhere, and lead pilgrimages as well. One of my favorite things to do is speak at men's conferences, because, you know, there's certain things as a priest that if I really want to get to the nitty gritty about men's issues, it would be inappropriate for me to address some of these things from the pulpit on a Sunday with women and children present. That would be the, that wouldn't be a good context. You know, I, 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 somebody would write a letter to the bishop and rightly so saying, Father, you know, you should have heard what he said. He, and, but there is a proper place to do this at men's conferences because men need to hear about things that they struggle with um, they need to be challenged. They need to be encouraged that, you know, that famous saying iron sharpens iron. Right. And so it's at these men's events that I feel I get fed big time when I go and I listen to someone like a, a deacon, Harold Burke Sivers, right. One of my favorite preachers, this guy, he's the dynamite deacon. You know, he, the guy's awesome. Love to hear him. But when he preaches, he's just talking right to me. And I, I, I find myself wanting to go deeper in conversion and and I hope that that's what I do, too, for men at these conferences, to tell them, brothers, take up the, the weapon of the rosary into your hands. Don't just leave it to your wife, you know, and, and go to Joseph and, and model his virtues and, 
spend time before the Blessed Sacrament, go to frequent confession and all these things. I love being a part of, of, of men's conferences. I really do. Yes. And I think that's, you hit the nail on the head when what men are going to these conferences for is they're just saying, just give me a few tips, a few pointers. Um, you know, we can't take on too much, but uh, to come and listen to your talk. And even if the men pick up only two things about St. Joseph and how they can model him, um, imitate him in their lives, uh, mission accomplished, mission accomplished. And then when they attend another conference, they'll pick up something more. And uh, as you said, Deacon Harold Sivers is there. He's my drill sergeant. Every time I, I meet him, I've met him three times now. Uh, he just gets me into shape. I mean, he calls me to action. He really does. And, uh, you know, there's other great speakers there too. Um, I'm blessed in that I'm giving, I don't know how this happened, but I'm giving three talks at this men's conference. And so I think it's by Fulton Sheen. It's the, the um, stuff I have in my head about Fulton Sheen that the men need to hear. And this is why you've included Fulton Sheen in your St. Joseph book, uh, in the book that you wrote on uh, just the champions of the rosary, uh, men have to realize that Fulton Sheen uh, has given us a playbook. He's given us uh, the instructions of how to uh, become holy and how to understand this crazy, crazy world. Um, I know the one talk I'm giving is just simply called Priest, Prophet, and King, Take Your Position. And I know that uh, that's something that you speak to too, Father, is that you're saying to these men, I baptized you, and when I anointed you in your baptism, you were claimed to become priest, prophet, and king. Yeah. Now, take your position. <laughs> take your position. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's why I recommend The Priest is Not His Own to fathers. I, I give this book to men, and I say, you read this book because you are the priest of your home. So um, maybe you can make some comment about that. Yeah. Oh, no, it's huge. And what I like to tell guys, too, because, you know, at a lot of these events, the majority of the of the guys who are there taking in, you know, the stuff that the, the speakers are, are, are have prepared and, and are giving to the guys, delivering to the guys, the majority of the guys that are there are, are laymen, you know, and not priests. Um, you know, the priests oftentimes have their own conferences or, or if they're at these conferences, sometimes they're hearing confessions, you know, while the men are listening to the talks. Um, and uh, I think this is important because what I like to tell guys is this. Guys, here's the thing. The greatest male saint in all of Christianity was not a priest. He was a layman. That's St. Joseph, you know? So he was a priest in the sense of, yes, uh, like we're all called to be priests, that priest, prophet, and king, right? He shares in that like we all do. But he wasn't an ordained priest like I am, for example. But this is important because it shows the majority of men, their call is to uh, you know, marriage. God be praised for that. It's a gift from God. So that means that you've got such a great model, as well as I do, of course. I'm a man as well, even though I'm a priest, right? But you guys, the greatest male saint was a layman, and seek to strive for that greatness, to be the providers, to be the defenders, the protectors, be the ones who lead the prayers in your family. Don't leave it up to your wife, you know? I tell them, look, in the Holy Family, you know, you had Jesus, who's God, you have Mary, who's perfect, the Immaculate Conception, and then you've got Joseph, the least holy member of the, of the group, of the bunch, right? But nonetheless, his role was to be the one who led the prayers. Now, Jesus could have certainly done it, and Our Lady as well, 
but it was his role as, as the father and the husband to lead those prayers in, in the family of Nazareth, to take them to the temple in Jerusalem, to take them to the synagogue. So I tell men, look, guys, man up. You know, we've got a great model in St. Joseph. Uh, don't, uh, don't let somebody else do your role. You know, do it in a loving way, compassionate, all of that for sure. The last thing we want is ogres in the household. We don't want some overbearing father who wields authority, you know, in an unruly way. That's not what we're talking about. Servant leadership like St. Joseph. And I love to tell men that when they hear that, many men, they're like, that's right. St. Joseph was a layman. <laughs> and it's, it's an eye opener for them. And then they want to be like him, which is the, you know, the purpose of, of why I put the book together. <laughs> so. Yeah. And I try to say to men too, and I've, I've always had a great devotion to St. Joseph because I am a man of trade. Um, my wife always says I clean up nice, I clean up well, um, but usually I have all my work clothes on, my pipe wrenches in my hand. And, you know, I've trained up many apprentices, but I've also trained up my son. And uh, my son now is 30 years old and he's took, took over my business. But uh, St. Joseph was the model for us. And we really... Um, came under his care and protection. And I think his father's, uh, again, just looking to the example of St. Joseph, he spent every day with his son, just imparting his knowledge into his son. And when the scriptures say that Jesus went back with Mary and Joseph and he grew in wisdom and strength and knowledge, uh, that's what we do as fathers. We just take our sons, our children, and we just show them by example. As you said, we're the example of God the Father. And so uh, kind of coming out of Joseph's house. And uh, I always think St. Joseph, um, I felt many years ago, he was kind of saying to me, you're coming into my house and I'm going to build an addition into, onto my house that you're going to be under my roof and you're going to live with me and learn from me and you're going to enjoy my wife, who is your mother, <laughs> who is the Blessed Mother, and my son. So welcome to this house. And, uh, and then, of course, our Lord says, I'm going to heaven to build a room for you because I learned from my father how to build a house. And uh, uh, he's uh, following um, the direction of his father to uh, be the master builder. But uh, again, men, if they just grab on a St. Joseph and know that he was a real person who had to struggle, he went out to work every day, he had the challenges, uh, we can draw great strength from St. Joseph. And I know that uh, you'll be saying that in your talk. Um, and I love what you entitled your talk, Powerful saint joseph uh, it's right. great yeah yeah i tell you what man you've got great insights brother if i if i ever come up with the volume two i'm giving you a call because okay. some of the things you're saying i'm like man this, this you're you got good stuff man i don't have some of that in the book and i i spent three years putting it together so i should have rang you beforehand yeah. um and one thing that i thought about as you were talking was um it's not in the book because i thought of it afterwards and i i have to put it in the future you know our god is so humble that he became the apprentice of Joseph. Jesus became the apprentice of, of Joseph. He learned from him, you know, things. And, and our God created the heavens and the earth. He's the maker of the cosmos, you know. But when he humbled himself and took on human nature, he learned those things from St. Joseph. And that shows us the humility as well. And we certainly need that, you know, in, the, in men today to be humble. You know, um, we live in a culture where everybody feels that they have to get a trophy for everything that they do, you know. Um, well, St. Joseph, he, you know, he was such a humble guy. He, he didn't take even center stage. He wanted his son and his wife to get all the attention. And, uh, you know, there's so many things that we can imitate. And that's what I'm going to focus on in my talk uh, for the conference is uh, the Immortal Combat Conferences, that powerful St. Joseph 
he's such a good intercessor. He's such a good model for us. And um, if we had more men like him today, we'd have more men who would share in that, what I think is his greatest title, which is terror of demons, you know, and uh, you can probably see the image behind me here. I, I commissioned artwork for the book. And this is one of them called St. Joseph Terror of Demons, where, you know, he's, he's, you know, holding the Christ child. And what you can't see is, is that the lily of St. Joseph, uh, the Jesus, the child Jesus is, is piercing a serpent at their feet with St. Joseph's lily, uh, which represents his purity. So if we can get men to be humble, loving, pure, like St. Joseph, terrors of demons, oh, we can turn things around. We can, we can do so much good for, for families and for society if we do that. Yes. And I think what people have to understand is that you have to begin somewhere. You have to be, begin somewhere. And so for many of us, um, we haven't really even begun a journey with St. Joseph. Yes, a lot of us have begun a journey with Mary because, you know, we pray the rosary. Um, we see statues of Our Lady. There's so many Marian devotions. But how many of us want to shoulder up to St. Joseph and say, can I journey with you? Uh, many of us, and you found this in your research, Father, uh, there's not a lot on St. Joseph that has been taught over the years. And uh, kind of, I know he was hidden in the scriptures, and sometimes he's hidden uh, by, uh, <laughs> again, the great writers. Uh, there isn't a great deal, but you've done an excellent job of introducing St. Joseph to us through the eyes of the many saints, uh, the uh, the popes, uh, the blesseds. I tell you, um, uh, you've introduced us to him in a way that I think is very uh, easy to read. Uh, it's, you make him very comfortable. And uh, I think, you know, uh, when I think uh, Terry Barber always says on his shows, he says, uh, I'm in sales. I'm in sales. I'm not in management. I'm in sales. And you've done a great job um, promoting Our Lady and St. Joseph. And I think I just say to men, give St. Joseph a try. Warm up to him. Uh, start with Father Calloway's book. Um, and I tell you, it's an easy read and uh, it's an easy way to uh, kind of, um, I always say, you know, Mary is the surest and easiest path. path. Well, St. Joseph is just as easy because I mean, Mary's with him. So, uh, Father, um, I'm sure um, we'll put up the websites for everyone to, uh, of course, um, uh, you know, be able to buy the book, uh, not just the um St. Joseph book, but the other books that you've written. Uh, you mentioned that you do pilgrimages and tours. Uh, maybe you can just, uh, in these closing moments, tell us a few things that maybe we haven't covered today. Sure. Yeah, I, um, I've been doing pilgrimages, leading pilgrimages now for, I've been a priest for 17 years. I've been doing pilgrimages probably for about the last seven years. And um, I love them. I really do. We have such a fantastic time going to all the holy sites, uh, shrines, you know, and, and going where saints have been or going to the tomb of, of many saints. So I, I do about three or four pilgrimages a year now. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm reminded too, you know, Venerable Fulton Sheen, he loved pilgrimages. I mean, he went to Lourdes so many times, you know. Um, and so I, I, I lead pilgrimages. I, I go to Poland every year. Poland is incredible. Uh, I go to um, uh, Canada, to the shrines uh, in Canada, the great uh, oratory of St. Joseph in Montreal, uh, Italy. I go almost every year to Italy as well. So yeah, if anybody's ever thought about, you know, prayed about going on a pilgrimage, please check them out. I'd love to have you. Uh, um, and the website you'll put up, uh, it's, it's different from the consecration to St. Joseph one. It's my personal website. That's the vocation website as well. 
but yeah, come along. We, we have a blast. We daily mass, of course, the rosary available for confession, you know, talking to people. And we've seen uh, some real uh, amazing things happen on these pilgrimages as far as vocations, guys discerning a vocation on the pilgrimage, healing of marriages on these pilgrimage, and just a restoration of, of hope and faith uh, in these difficult times. So um, yeah, check them out. Check them out. Okay, we'll put up the websites. We'll put up every link that we can in the show notes. And uh, again, Father, we want to thank you for coming on the program today. And um, I can't recommend your book enough. And of course, uh, mine's a little tattered, but uh, this one is the first one I, I read and it was the uh, Champions of the Rosary. And um, you know what? You have to put Mama first. You have to put um, you know, Our Ladies first. So of course, this book, Champions of the Rosary, um, beautiful book, but of course, um, uh, consecration of St. Joseph. Everyone needs to get this. I always say everybody needs a good library. You need uh, a library full of Fulton Sheen books. Uh, I always have my 10 best picks behind me here. Uh, Fulton Sheen's classics, Life of Christ, The World's First Love, Three to Get Married, The Priest is Not His Own. Um, everyone needs some Fulton Sheen in their house and everybody needs some Father Calloway in their house. So um, uh, pick that up uh, from the Marian Fathers website and you'll be glad you did. So Father, if you could uh, just uh, lead us in prayer as we uh, head on out here uh, today. So, Absolutely. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We pray that uh, things that we have talked about would bear great fruit in our lives that we would come to imitate uh, the virtues of the great saints, especially St. Joseph, that we would strive to be like him, to be humble, to be pure, to be loving, to be sacrificial, to be totally dedicated to Jesus Christ. We ask this as we ask everything through the same Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Father Calloway, and a reminder to everyone uh, to sign up for the Immortal Combat Men's Conference uh, coming to a computer near you. And of course, we'll put the links on uh, in the show notes. And uh, again, please uh, continue to pray for your priest, uh, continue to pray for the Marian Fathers, and uh, continue to pray for us here at the Fiat Ministry Network, where we, of course, give our yes, uh, as the Blessed Virgin Mary did many years ago. So until next time, may the Lord continue to bless you and keep you. May the Lord let his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord look upon you kindly and bring you peace. God love you.